0: I'm sorry, wait a minute, Alexander Holtz was sent down, and we're rolling with the same top six, and who's injured for the New Jersey Devils officially, and what does their final roster look like for now? Oh boy, I'm, I'm a little sick to my stomach looking at what I'm looking at right now. We have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up, and you're going to hear a rant at one point in this episode. So brace yourself. You're locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders Trey Matthews and it's currently 12.04 a.m. Eastern Time, October the 12th, 2021 at the time of recording. Okay, so before we begin today's episode, and trust me, I have a lot of things to say in terms of the final roster, how our projected lineup is going to look, injuries, whatever the case might be, let's just get some stuff out the way. So I am back from my weekend vacation. I went to the national NASCAR race, uh, over this weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina. And for any of my listeners who are NASCAR fans, I think you and I both can agree. That was a pretty good race. It's playoff time. And, uh, just seeing it up close and personal is definitely a different animal. I also, uh, met a special driver because he drives the number seven, uh, built bar car. And as we all know, built bar is a proud sponsor of locked on podcast network. So, uh, you guys will hear a live read for built bar, uh, Quite frequently on this show, and the fact that I met a Bill Bar NASCAR driver was actually pretty cool. So Corey LaJoy, he drives the number seven Bill Bar car for Spire Motorsports. So uh, you know, I actually told him about uh, my Bill Bar live read for my podcast, and you know, he thought it was pretty cool. Got his autograph. So like I said, that was actually a very uh, cool interaction that I had with a fellow Bill Bar lover, and then uh I, in terms of this show guys i i got word that last week uh just beat the week previous in terms of listenership so uh last week was my best week ever in terms of listenership so thank you guys for tuning in uh, and this this uh show continues to grow week after week after week we still remain in the apple charts for one of the top hockey podcasts in the country so i thank you for that And, um, yeah, let's just continue with today's show because, like I said, there's a lot to discuss. So, as you guys know, uh, on Monday at 5 p.m., that's when teams have to submit their final rosters for opening night. So, uh, the New Jersey Devils, they made their cuts and they submitted uh, their final roster for now. Because, keep in mind, we're missing three key guys. So, we're missing Ty Smith, Damon Severson, and Miles Wood. Also worth mentioning that Tyce Thompson is also on the injured reserve list, but I don't really think he plays much of a factor this time around. So forwards are Andreas Janssen, Nico Heijer, Jimmy VC. We'll talk about him in a second. Igor Sharangovich, Dawson Mercer. Also another note that we need to talk about. Michael McLeod, Pavel Zaka, Freddie Gauthier, Yanni Koukinen, Jesper Brat, Marion Studich, Jack Hughes, Thomas Tatar. And then for defensemen, we got Colton White, Dougie Hamilton, Ryan Graves, Mason jeerston Jonas Siegenthaler, P.K. Subban, Christian Yaros, and then for goaltenders, we have Blackwood, Bernier, and Wedgwood. Okay, so I I just want to say first and foremost, like we're we're dealing with some injuries, and I said it in the last episode that that's going to play a factor into deciding which 23 players we carry into the opening night matchup against the Chicago Blackhawks. But I think the main storyline that we need to talk about is that the New Jersey Devils decided to send down Alexander Holtz to the Utica Comets as opposed to letting him play uh, with the New Jersey Devils to start the season. However, Dawson Mercer made the team And I I just want to say my hot streak of getting things right continues because I made a hot take up a few episodes ago, and I have the receipts to prove it. I said I Dawson Mercer deserves a roster spot over Alexander Holt, mainly not due to skill, but just due to hockey IQ. I said that was the main discrepancy between the two of them because when I was watching preseason, I was seeing Dawson Mercer make like big league moves, like moves that you cannot teach. That's just something you you just have instilled inside of you. So. For Dawson Mercer I just said based on his hockey IQ and just the fact that he knew where to be at the right given moment I just said okay between uh, Dawson Mercer and Alexander Holtz if I had to choose one I'm going to choose Dawson Mercer now on the one hand I'm glad that I got something correct but on the other hand I'm kind of disappointed because I kind of said that just you know thinking that both of them would make the roster for the New Jersey Devils and like I said if both of them didn't make uh, the roster for New Jersey I was going to riot But, you know, the fact that Dawson Mercer made it over Alexander Holtz, I'm somewhat content, but at the same time, I still have a lot of main questions. Overall, the New Jersey Devils, the the bottom line as to why they decided to send Alexander Holtz down and begin his season with the Utica Comets is just because they felt as though he wouldn't really get a big role with the New Jersey Devils. They wanted him to get more power play opportunities. They wanted him to be the main guy. They wanted him to get more minutes, and they just felt like they couldn't do that right now, so they felt as though it was in their best interest to let him be the season with the Unica comments and you know at the same time I can kind of understand where they're coming from but at the same time I still have a few questions because I was able to see uh, Amanda Stein's tweet and this is probably the projected lineup that's going to take the ice for the New Jersey Devils to begin the year against the Chicago Blackhawks. Like I said nothing is set in stone but just based on who's available and who would most likely be scratched. Here's what we're looking at. We're looking at Zaka, Heijer, brought on the top line. Then Sharon Govich Hughes and Kulkanen on the second line. Jan Mercer and Tatar on the third line, Stouditch, McLeod, and VC on the fourth line, and then for defensive pairing we got Graves, Hamilton, Siegenthaler, Subban, White, and Yaros. And then for the sake of adding a defensive line just for practice or whatever, they have Jirsa and Watherspoon. So the main question I have for the New Jersey Devils is that why are we keeping the same top six uh, to begin the year? Like I said, nothing is set in stone, nothing is final, but just based on everything I'm seeing, it looks like we're going to be rolling with the same top six to begin the year. Now. I don't have a problem with Zaka, Heijer, and Bra playing on the top line. I don't have a problem with Sharon Govich, Hughes, and Koukkanen sticking together. But I just feel like you could have done so much better. Because, like, we were having this offseason discussion. Will Yanni Koukkanen lose his top six role? Will Pavel Zaka lose his top six role? Where's Tatar going to go? You know, we have Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer... Two players who stepped up their games during the prospect camp, training camp, preseason, whatever the case might be, and yet it, it just seems like you're you're sticking to what you know, and that's a problem. So if we have the same um, expectations going into this season as we did last year, we're gonna fail. We're not going to improve, and th- that's just the main problem I'm seeing. It's just like we're rolling with the same top six. We could have done so much better. Like we signed Tatar to be a top six guy. I don't know about you guys, but based on the articles that I was seeing, based on the research I was doing, based on what I was reporting during the course of the offseason, I said, Thomas Tatar deserved to be a top six player, and it's like we're not even giving him a chance to prove his worth. I, I don't know what Lindy Ruff is going to do, but at the same time, it's just like I wouldn't mind moving Yanni Kwokinen down and putting Tatar on either Hughes or Hejers' line, preferably Hejers. But once Pavel Zaka was confirmed to be remaining with Hejers and Bra, I said, okay, that's out the door. But you know, let Tatar play on the top six because he deserves it. He led the Montreal Canadiens in scoring a couple years ago. So the thing for Tatar is that the Montreal Canadiens didn't believe in him last season, which is why he fell under the radar. That's why he didn't really, um, you know. Contribute much uh, during their playoff run and the Montreal Canadiens went to the Stanley Cup Finals so my thing is just like wh- why aren't we giving Tatar a chance? There's also a few other questions I have for the New Jersey Devils organization but before we continue I have to give you guys the first live read this morning and it comes from TV. so get TV if you want to watch the New Jersey Devils play this season so does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch a game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I just want to set the record straight that I am still confident in the Devils' ability to maybe be a dark horse this year for the NHL and, you know, get a wild card spot, but overall it's not looking too great to start the year like we're not off to a great start if I'm being completely honest and look it's a long season it's going to be game one of 82 so I definitely don't want to jump to conclusions especially being so early in the season in fact we haven't even begun the season yet but just based on what I'm seeing so far I'm just l- being left with more questions than answers so like for example like I said before I, I gave the TV live read I talked about Tatar not being in the top six for the New Jersey Devils we need to capitalize on Tatar's ability because I feel like he is so slept on that he could provide a lot for our offense and we we see the jump in Hughes and Sharon Govich put Tatar there because Tatar can get us goals too and why are we putting him on the third line I don't I don't understand that why are we putting Janssen on the third line as well like does Janssen really deserve uh, a role that he's going to be given like I said uh, you know a couple episodes ago I said uh, Janssen might have to fight for his role on the fourth line. Most likely, And I wouldn't mind if Johnson was a healthy scratch for us. And as much as I want to see Johnson improve and get better at the same time, I, I, if it's between Johnson and just what's best for the team, I'm choosing what's best for the team on any given moment, because I think we're past, uh, you know, stage, I guess, one, two, whatever the case might be in our rebuild. And we're just trying to compete for like a wild card spot. Like I said, we're not a playoff uh, threat. We're not contenders. We're, we're nowhere near that. But at the same time, I feel like we're close to just be the dark horses for the NHL this season. And like I said, just so far, I'm not really seeing that for the New Jersey Devils. And then, you know, Mikey McLeod playing on the fourth line, I can understand that. And I'm excited to see what Mercer does this season, but I do have to ask about his buddy, Alexander Holtz. But before we get to that, I just want to say congratulations to Jimmy VC for inking a deal with the New Jersey Devils. Uh, quite honestly, when we were signing our PTO players a few weeks ago I'll admit this uh, I, I didn't expect any of them to sign with the New Jersey Devils and the fact that now Jimmy Vc and Frederick Gauthier, uh signed with the New Jersey Devils is pretty incredible so if you guys uh, missed the news Gochier was actually released by the New Jersey Devils but they expected for him to clear waivers which he did so that way they can sign him to a contract and lo and behold you know like I said he's one of the players temporarily right now uh, who made the roster for the New Jersey Devils? Obviously, that will change once we get a few of our key guys back. So, you know, deja vu going back to last season, because while we're on the subject of those guys, like, you know, remember last season when we began the season um, when we were missing three key guys we were missing? We were missing Nico Hezier, Jesper Brat, and then also Sammy Vatanin to begin the year for us. And that kind of hurt us a little bit, but at the same time, it allowed for players to step up their game and show what they're capable of doing, primarily. What Sharon Govich was able to do, and also what Yanni Kwokinen was able to do at some point. So I expect the same thing for maybe someone like Jimmy VC to be given a chance because let's face it, I said it in the last episode VC actually performed. Pretty well uh, for a PTO player in the preseason. And I said, you know what, I wouldn't mind if the New Jersey Devils signed him to a contract, maybe a two way deal, so that way, uh, you know, if he can't play on the NHL roster, at least he can get some AHL uh, reps. I don't know if that was going to be a- at all probable, but that's what I would have done if I was Tom Fitzgerald. But anyway, uh, I-, I do have to ask some more questions about our young guys. So for Alexander Hulse, the-, the main issue they had, and I said this earlier in the show, was that they didn't want to just, like, put him on the fourth line or the bottom line and just say he's not going to get the reps, he's not going to get the shots, he's not going to get the power play opportunities. He needs to be the main guy, so that's why we sent him down to you to cut comments. But my main thing is, like, you know, Mercer is playing on the third line. And you can replace Alexander Holtz with Andreas Janssen. I I don't think anyone is going to argue that Janssen is better than Holtz. And Holtz hasn't even played in an NHL game yet. Worth mentioning. So if you ask any Devils fan, who would they rather have, Janssen or Holtz? I guarantee you, 8 out of 10, or at least that, will say they prefer Holtz over Janssen. Like, let's just face it. I feel as though Alexander Holtz could have been given... Uh, an opportunity to show what he's capable of doing if we placed him on the third line with Dawson Mercer. And I will explain my reasoning in a second, but, you know, first and foremost, I do need to give credit when credit is due. The the New Jersey Devils are absolutely right. Alexander Holtz wouldn't get the main reps uh, if he was, you know, playing on the top six. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not expecting for Alexander Holtz or even Dawson Mercer to win the Calder Memorial Trophy. I'm not expecting either one of them to win the Hart Memorial Trophy. We don't need that right now. We just need solid production from both of those players. And quite honestly, I think all of the New Jersey Devils fan base will be satisfied with that uh, said production. And, you know, the fact that they haven't given Alexander Holtz a chance to showcase that... You know, I I feel like that's just a discredit to him. And I was also seeing an article saying that maybe the AHL program ruins players instead of helps develop them. I will talk more about that in a later episode. I wholeheartedly disagree, but I can understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, it's just like, Alexander Holtz deserved to be on the roster with Dawson Mercer. Now, I did say Dawson Mercer between the two of them. I did say that I felt as though Mercer deserved a shot more than Alexander Holtz. But like I said at the beginning of the episode, I wholeheartedly expected for both of them to make the roster and I was just saying that in a hypothetical scenario if I had to choose one or the other and lo and behold we actually did have to choose between one and the other now the thing is is like Dawson Mercer and Alexander Holtz already have a great connection a lot of people seem to forget that uh, along with uh, Nolan Foote they combined for seven points in one game in a prospect game so I'm just saying like Mercer and Holtz already have a good Relationship You got um, Dawson Mercer who has a high hockey IQ based on what things I'm seeing in my personal opinion. So, and with the sniper of Alexander Holtz, I feel as though that's like peanut butter and jelly. Like, I feel as though Alexander Holtz can still mesh well with Dawson Mercer, get his numbers up and Dawson Mercer would be, you know, still the player that he's supposed to be. So obviously when Mercer's on the third line, uh, you know, Tatar's going to be the main scoring option. Andreas Janssen is just going to be a body out there. Let's just face it. But the fact, is, is like, if I had to choose my third line, if, the, if it was Mercer, Tatar, I would say Alexander Holtz. I said this a few episodes ago. I said, look, you know, uh, minus Tatar, because I said I want Tatar to play in the top six. Like, if I was uh, reconstructing the roster for the New Jersey Devils, and if I had to, you know, make the lineups to prepare for the Chicago Blackhawks, I'm saying Mercer, Quokkanen and then Holt because Quokkanen is a good facilitator, but at the same time, you know, uh, I, I have more faith in Dawson Mercer for right now, just based on what I'm seeing. I want to give Dawson Mercer some more shots. And then with Alexander Holt, an absolute sniper, Alexander Holt will be the main scoring option. So, like, that that's how you utilize him. That's how you get the most out of him. But at the same time, you're not taking anything away from the other players. Because Yanni Kuokkanen, like I said, is still a good facilitator. And, and he can get goals. But at the same time, we know what his strengths and weaknesses are. And Yanni Kwokinen has shown that he can do somewhat decent without Jack Hughes or Igor Sharangovich. But, you know, that's just based on what I'm seeing. But overall, for... For Alexander Holtz I just feel like he just needed that opportunity and the Devils aren't giving it to him look if the opportunity is not now let's face it he's not going to be playing on the top six at, at, at any point during the season barring an injury so it's just like you want to give him a top six option, but at the same time you're just saying like, oh, unless there's an injury, God forbid, then you're you're not going to be playing. But like, come on, man! Like, we don't need the Calder Memorial Trophy from Alexander Holt. So it's not what we need from him. We just need solid production, something to get his confidence up and showcase what he's capable of doing. Like, like, like I said, you got Zaka, Heijan, Brat, and Brot, Sharon, Go, and Quakenin as your top six. Like, like, if those players are healthy, where's Alexander Holtz going to get his opportunity? They would have no choice but to put him on the bottom six. Just saying. So, you know, there's my rant in terms of just Alexander Holtz not being given the chance to start the season with the New Jersey Devils. A lot of you might think that's not a big deal, but at the same time, I just feel like, like, like just based on what's happening this offseason, I feel like the New Jersey Devils are just getting it wrong to begin the year. We haven't even played our first game yet, and already I feel as though they're getting some stuff wrong. And and I'm just a fan. I'm just uh, someone who reports the team. And you know, I'm all those things. But you know, at the same time, I'm not a coach. I'm not a GM. I haven't been in, in the NHL for like 30 plus years because <laughs> I'm only 22. But at the same time, just based on what I'm seeing, based on what I'm observing, and just me being a journalist and me being a reporter, that's what I'm seeing so far. So, you know, let me know what you guys think in that regard, so I'm done ranting about that, and now, I'm actually going to give you guys the second live read this morning, and it comes from Bilt Bar. So, Corey LaJoy, NASCAR driver for Spire Motorsports, driver of the Bilt Bar car, this one's for you. So, did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their face. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Coconut, Cherry, barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate, you know what my favorite flavor is I love coconut so if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors not only are Built Bar's the best tasting protein bars ever but they're super healthy as well check out these stats 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs amazing flavors all healthy all tasty so order today and get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like Built Bar is also the official partner of Corey LaJoy and NASCAR isn't that really cool so the offer is go to Built Bar com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Like I said, this is dedicated to Corey LaJoy, everybody. So, we've pretty much talked about everything about the New Jersey Devils roster except for the players that are going to be out. So, I want to address Jonathan Bernier because apparently the New Jersey Devils released saying that uh Bernier was out for a few practices due to quote-unquote maintenance issues but apparently he was injured so I believe that's kind of misleading if you ask me but that's just my personal opinion I don't know why they're saying that Jonathan Bernier was missing due to maintenance I don't even know what that means but at the same time it's just like you know, he, he he's injured. Like, just say he's injured. Like, he's a backup goalie. Like, if it, it would be different, if it was Mackenzie Blackwood. But you know, for Jonathan Bernier, it's just like I, I don't see any issue with just saying straight up that he's injured. And Lindy Ruff says that they anticipate for. Uh, Jonathan Bernier to be back fully healthy within the next couple of days so I think he'll be good to go in the first game against the Chicago Blackhawks obviously Mackenzie Blackwood barring anything catastrophic or barring anything COVID related I think uh, Blackwood is going to be the starting uh, net minder for the New Jersey Devils but that's just my personal opinion which is why you know when I was reading the projected lineup for the New Jersey Devils via Amanda Stein uh, I said Blackwood and Wedgwood and not like Blackwood and Bernier I think Bernier is back to practice But at the same time, that was just a question I had for the New Jersey Devils organization. Just like, why are you saying it's maintenance when he's actually injured? That doesn't really make any sense. But either way, it doesn't look like it's a big deal for Jonathan Bernier. So I guess let's just put that under the rug. Now let's uh, talk about some players who are officially injured for the New Jersey Devils and actually listed as so and not labeled as maintenance. So for Ty Smith, he hasn't appeared at all this preseason. So... Uh, it's a little concerning that we're throwing him right into the fire if he was to be removed from the list so uh they're eligible to be activated prior to friday so just putting that out there they still have a couple days to return so for ty smith um i, I just f- expect for him to just leapfrog frog forward in his sophomore year campaign and i expect a lot out of him just due to the fact that Um, He's not going to be the one carrying our defensive unit. Now the burden relies more on Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves' respective shoulders. But I think both those players are capable of doing so. For P.K. Subban, I hope he feels the same way as Ty Smith. So that way both those players can develop in their own uh, respective ways. So for Ty Smith, he just continues to grow and develop in this league. I think he could potentially win a Norris Trophy. But that's years and years down the line. And he would need to improve a lot more. But Ty Smith is definitely heading in that right direction all rookie team last year so that's a key factor that we're going to be missing and I really hope Ty Smith can return to action because he's a great assist getter as well for the New Jersey Devils for Damon Severson one of the leaders of this team so you know being down one of your leaders is actually very vital and then For Miles Wood, it's just like, you know, he he brings the grit, determination, and the energy for the New Jersey Devils. And a lot of people overlook what Wood is capable of doing, but I know what he brings. I think any other Devils fan knows what Miles Wood can bring for any bottom six uh, rotation for any respective team. So for uh, Miles Wood, you know, the fact that, uh, I, I don't know if he's going to start the year uh, healthy. Whatever the case might be, but I'm just hoping that all three of those players, or at least at least one of them, returns for the start of the season. Because quite honestly. The, looking at what the projected starting lineup is for the New Jersey Devils right now, it's making me a little queasy, I, I I can't lie. And Miles Wood, once he's activated, I I guess if I had to choose one of those players, I would say it'd have to be Miles Wood because I'm a little more concerned with the Fords as opposed to the defense because, you know, Graves, Hamilton, Siegenthaler, and Subban, you know, we still have four out of our potential six starters in terms of Uh, Defensive pairings. Whereas for Miles Wood, if we integrate him into the starting rotation, it'll definitely rearrange some things. So like maybe Johnson will be removed from uh, the third line, and then you put Miles Wood right there, and then you got a solid third line right there. So if I had to choose one of those players, it would be Miles Wood. And that's another thing I want to just add. Like Miles Wood was able to have a career year last year, despite it being uh, a shortened season. And for Alexander Holtz, it's just like. Uh, if Alexander Holtz puts up the amount of goals that Miles Wood was able to put up last season, you know, obviously um, inflated just due to the fact that we're going to be playing 82 games this year, then I'll be satisfied, quite honestly. But that's my personal opinion. I'll talk more about that in a later episode. But as for today, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. So let me know what you guys think about the overall roster. Uh, moves that the New Jersey Devils have made the last few days. And, uh, you know, you've seen their final roster. What do you think of it? What do you think of the projected starting lineup? And are there any changes that you would make personally? You've heard my opinions, but I want to hear your guys' opinions. So follow me on Locked On Devils at uh, Locked On Devils. And, you know, we'll have a conversation about it. And maybe I'll bring it up in the next episode. But for today, uh, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils. And thanks for listening. And 300 episodes will officially be up tomorrow. Tomorrow, and I have something special planned. So, uh, stay tuned for that.